can't go to cool.com because that is something else. I'll go to kingdomofloathing.com. Hey, everybody. It's Thursday night, and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast. I'm Jick. And I'm Riff. And I'm Hot Stuff. How's it going, fellas? Okay. Yeah. Did we do one of these last week? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, I was sick. Yes. I don't remember it. I was, it all, was I it was in a short. I was in a haze of cold medicine. Okay. And it was 420. How uh, how are you feeling today? Uh, I'm still like it's just one of those like tenacious things like a few times a day I'll just cough up a glob of garbage from my bronchi. It's a tenacious Great. disease. It is a tenacious disease. Okay. Uh, Tenacious D's nuts <laughs> are collectively very sweaty. Uh, <laughs> uh, collectively? You guys, I guess, yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, you guys have been uh, working on an item of the month. All I did yep. was draw some stuff today. I've barely, barely done anything. Yeah, you're liking this new paradigm. I am. I'm liking this new paradigm <laughs> where I get to just work on West of Loathing. And man, have I been cool. <laughs> I have been cool. <clears throat> we've got uh, we've got some new areas in West of Loathing. It's going to be a good video yep, game, yep. I think. I'm writing some crazy shit. I- crazy shit. <laughs> you heard it here. Exclusive scoops. West of Loathing video game will contain... Crazy, crazy shit. shit. Yep. I think it is good that we are like making content and then also at the same time working like trying to work on polish and like just like the UI and stuff and make and, like we keep like iterating on that to try to make it better and faster. and actually showing it to people. Yes. <laughs> Getting a lot of like <clears throat> in progress feedback. People being like, this is dumb. Why are you doing this? Yeah, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> make another clan dungeon. <laughs> retard. Like, yeah, I don't think it's politically correct for you to call us that anymore. Yep. Like, no, I'm just describing you. It's a medical term. Okay, fair enough. Did you uh, did you see someone suggest the convoluted setup for the hoisted by your own Picard? Picard, yeah, joke? yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, do you guys have anything that you want to tell our uh, loyal uh, KOL podcast listeners of low these many decades? I'm excited we- about this upcoming challenge path. Yeah. I think it has the potential to be cool. Yeah. I hope that it's fun. It, it um, Yeah. I'm interested in it. It's kind of a hybrid of a, several previous... Th- like, if I had to compare it to one, I would probably compare it to Heavy Rains, though it does yeah. not have quite as much going on. I don't think uh, who knows right there were a lot of skills oh yeah i guess there were and there are not gonna there are gonna be you know relatively few a dozen or whatever in this one um but you will you'll have your permed skills yeah that's gonna be kind of which you did in heavy rains did you yeah okay um i think yeah, right, because it was just, it. Th- this is less like that. It, there are going to be some fights that are extra hard, uh, as opposed to fights all being significantly harder. Hmm. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, it's fun. I got to I got to watch a movie uh, for work <laughs> the other day and take notes on it. Uh, guess which movie, listeners? You can't guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then Hot Stuff didn't like my name for the path. Oh. Yeah. Have, like, have we have we finalized 
that in any regard? No, at this we point? haven't. I'm just going to let you decide. You're the one who just shits on all my ideas. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Should we get into the questions or uh, is I, there anything else you're excited about? Yeah, sure. What about you, Riff? Are you excited about anything other than anime? I'm excited to listener questions. Well. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. One more thing. Uh, if you do not already uh, subscribe to our newsletter, you should do so. Uh, it's a tiny letter slash something or other a- ASM or something. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I don't have the URL in hand, but you can you can find it uh, on our front page of our website. Yeah, it's good. It's like... Is it in the rotation or is it... Uh, it's there all the time. It's there all the time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we've done one so far. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just like, I'm gearing up to do a second one, which is why mm-hmm. I mention it. Because it's, it's, it's stuff. Yeah. You've got stuff, stuff to talk to say. about. Yeah. Fun things. Uh, is that second one going to correspond with the other thing that we're doing shortly after the first of the month? Yes. Okay. I don't know how shortly it's going to be. It might be a week or so. But yeah, I'm not, yeah, not yeah. going to stress about the time too it's much. It's shortly-ish. I mean, yeah. we did promise that the newsletter would be nope. every couple of months-ish. I just, yeah, infrequent is what we said. Okay. Which, which well. we're planning on doing monthly-ish, but I don't want to be held to that. So... Uh, Bozbert says, couple more female shopkeepers. You know, that would be a pretty oh. good update, just adding a, a stack of new shopkeepers. Yeah. Yes. And we can uh, we can do so with a renewed focus on diversity. This has been a question in developing West of Loathing. We, we never even a little bit touch on race. Right. In anything. And it is because all, like, I even got rid of the blackface thing a few years ago because I didn't like it anymore. Uh, I don't know how to, it's like getting a little tricky to set up storytelling in a Western because there's a lot that you can't do in a Western. I mean, there's no Indians and we've just decided we're not going to do any Indians because I don't have anything. Well, I've decided that we're not going to do Indians because I don't have a, uh, I don't have a leg to stand on. I don't have a wounded knee to kneel on, uh, in order to say anything about that. And so you we could do describe have, it as we do have other character races though. Right. And so like that lets that, us do things. Is that just whitewashing? I mean, right. But we can't like, you know, it, one thing that uh, uh, a directive from from the top, that being me, is that we cannot make any like Pestiches humanoid monster of... race anything like Native Americans or or any race. Right. Is what you said. Like, we're, we're, we're not allowed to do the Star Wars thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Star Trek or like basically any sci fi. Well, like. sp- Star Control. Uh, star right. search. We're not allowed to do the star search thing where certain tap dancers are definitely Scottish. <laughs> I, I had said that I felt like star control to did not violate that too badly. And you were like, well, it, I, mean, there I think were, only, there was that one group. I can't think of anything really other than those, that one the guy. Show fixed-y yeah, only in the case of the show fixed which, uh, if, if you're interested in, in, hearing some people talk about hearing a bunch of white dudes talk about this <laughs> uh, you can listen to that watch out for fireballs about star control 2 that i was a guest on the you know is it okay that i mean is it okay like that's that's like the wrong question to ask but like 
does it achieve anything for like the dwarves in World of Warcraft to be Scottish? Like it doesn't like matter. It it gives them an accent to help yeah. differentiate the characters, right? Because they're because they're doing all the voicing. Yeah, having having some way to help differentiate them is useful. I mean, they do that with the with the trolls too, right? Because they're kind of like Caribbean. Yeah. I don't... You don't like that? Yeah. I mean, I feel like if I were black, I would look at... The, the trolls and the orcs. The and trolls like- and the orcs a little askance. Because it's basically like... You know, I don't know. <laughs> Orcs do the MC Hammer dance when you dance with them, and trolls sure. do a like you know Aboriginal da- like it's uh, I don't know. Undead are all gothy. Why? Whatever. I forget what the Torans do because they're I mean, the, the Native Americans, like, very clearly right? Native American, right? But I don't remember what the I don't remember what they're like. I mean, it's it's weird because like I also don't I mean this is a this is a stance that will eventually get me in trouble but I don't actually think that there's anything wrong with cultural appropriation morally because I think that appropriation is one of the primary means by which culture spreads and like that's what culture's job is is to spread even if it's a culture that specifically doesn't want to be appropriated yeah because I don't think that anybody gets to decide anything about anything really (laughs) (laughs) like i I mean it's it's fruitless to try to stop a cool idea from spreading and the things that get appropriated are the cool ideas and it's just like Hmm. you know saying like ah well we're you know modern we're the modern descendants of navajos and we don't think that urban outfitters should be selling these blankets with patterns of diagonal lines on them because like that's ours and it's like well i don't Hmm. i mean there's also the whole everything is a remix philosophy and like that pertains to works of art by you know modern artists as well as it does ancient artists and also cultural based artists, you know, like, yeah, I mean, you know, but it is weird. Like, I don't know. Like I have not yet decided, like if we put nuns in missions mm-hmm. in West well, Florida missions period, right? Missions, so like, so period, that's already yeah. assuming like so a religion, that's like a weird religious thing. And also like do uh, is, does Mexico exist in right. <laughs> West of loathing? Like probably. And it's like, while I feel, <sighs> I feel weird showing anyone the in Mexico song now, because I think that, it does not necessarily carry with it a the fact that a lot of the lyrics were written by a Mexican guy who I'm good friends with, you know. I mean, so it's okay. I, like I have I have a Mexican friend, so it's okay for me to do this. Or b <laughs> b that it contains within itself the seeds of its own justification, right? It like if something is indistinguishable from something that a racist would do, all right, then it gets hard to. Like, so, I mean, it's not because it's, it's, it's weird because it's not the Southwest. It's just like a close parody of the Southwest, right? To the point where 
the end goal is a town on the coast, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the story. You know, as as we sort of realize, it's the story of a of a person who comes from a farm in the Midwest and then makes a journey from like Phoenix ish to San Francisco ish. <laughs> like, I don't. Know, I have no idea where this. Like, I don't, you know, it's, it's, who who knows where people get their ideas, man? <laughs> but we just don't ever touch on race at all in KOL. There's not intentionally the border. Right? I mean, south of the border just has like people speaking Spanish, but it never says oh, yeah. anything about, you know, it's like very. It's very US centric, right? Like, because there's also a little Canada and they also speak weird, mm-hmm. right? But that's not, that doesn't feel as potentially racial, right? Because because those are also sort of white folks. Is that like, and that makes it okay somehow? Yeah. I mean, it's also not, you know, I don't know. Like, is. Our drinks, our drinks, our, our jokes about like Irish people drinking a lot. Okay. Again, not by the sort of the strength, most stringent of the like people worried about this kind of stuff. No. Well, I wonder. Cause you couldn't make, you can't make Polish jokes. You can't like, well, I wonder if you can now. What do you mean? <laughs> because, <laughs> because everybody's white, like, and every, like you can make fun of your own race that way like no i just wonder if it hasn't i was watching uh the unbreakable kimmy schmidt uh-huh. which is i mean netflix generally like their stuff politically pretty progressive and there's an episode where there are what i would have considered to be like a bunch of really offensive like show tune parodies but it you know, I was I was talking to Amelia about this a lot because it it feels like maybe there has been a little bit of a shift in the kinds of things that people are paying attention to from a sort of social justice standpoint, and that more harmless things that aren't about problems that like actually exist in the last hundred years, you know, like say prejudice against Polish immigrants, like. Mm-hmm that maybe those guns are sort of pointed at more important things now. And that the, like the, the like sort of oversensitivity wave needed to crest where it was 10 years ago. But now there's a, just a sort of a more rational approach on every side of everything. Focusing it's like, on well, people that are actually, this was actually pretty harmless. Like, I, th- I mean, I think the, what is the, the precept it's like punch up right yeah no, so punch, punch, punch down don't, don't, punch don't up punch yeah yeah punch up those jokes uh punch hawaiian so you're only allowed <laughs> to make jokes about how hawaiians are brave <laughs> good at building volcanoes yeah yeah smashing through brick walls really uh that's, okay no that's a different guy isn't it Oh, uh, oh, yeah. That's Kool Aid. Right. That's Kool Aid Man. Yeah. Is, he, is he not full of Hawaiian like, punch? Hawaiian punch was just a white dude who was an asshole. He would just like sneak up on people Wait, and punch them. Was there a person? Hawaiian? Yeah, there's yeah. a little man. There's like a just a. Oh, weird. He had hair that was maybe actually a straw hat. I'm never sure. Yeah, it was very like big rectangular uh, plates of hair. Um, okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was. A, mm, he wasn't Hawaiian. <laughs> 
Well, I, well, okay. I don't know. He was a white guy. I guess he could have been like, you know, several generations down the line, like Japanese. Well, there's, I mean, there are a lot of settler to Hawaii. white folks who live who are like, wouldn't consider themselves native Hawaiian now. Right. It's been, it's been a hundred and some years, 150 years, 200 yeah, I don't years. Know. I don't know how important that cultural identity is. Yeah. Well, like we consider ourselves Americans, but we, you know, weren't native here. S- speak for yourself. Four or five hundred, four or five hundred years ago, right? I got roots here. I don't have roots here. It turns out. Oh yeah, yeah. No, my twenty-three and me is like you're just a fucking white guy, like you always said. I said thanks, twenty-three and me. Anyway, that was my point about uh, <laughs> a diversity initiative among the shopkeepers. Kind of pointless because we, I mean, we just make some of them women. That's probably what we ought to do. We could have more of the KOL sort of races, I guess, demons and seals and gnomes and giants. You've already got a couple of all of these, right? Skeletons. Yeah. Yeah. Witches. Witches are totally really deep down. We're all skeletons. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. And even deeper down, we're all guts goblins. Why do you suppose <laughs> that there there isn't a in fact maybe we should just make this why isn't there a kind of undead that's just like the organs <laughs> like just everything except the skeleton yeah just, just like everything. a bag with <laughs> <clears throat> well no i mean just <clears throat> like a ghost isn't like somebody's soul in a bag <laughs> like, no but like you know the skin you, the 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 skin bag with full of guts Oh, well, that, no. Okay, that's just like a weird floppy person. <laughs> that's, you could just, you could just do that. Like, I mean, you've, you've met people who were so fat that they basically didn't have bones, right? <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure they had bones in there somewhere. <laughs> no, but I just mean like it, an undead that's just like uh, eyes sticking out of the top of a brain and then okay. lungs and a heart and just nerves maybe are they <laughs> just in a pile or do they like are they no, like they're... stood up and arranged like they would be if they had skeletal well, I mean, structure so you don't ask these questions about a skeleton even though a skeleton would not do that without <laughs> muscles and tendons and stuff right like it, <laughs> it wouldn't oh well, maybe I... it's it, if you can presuppose that <laughs> the magic that keeps a zombie alive would be capable of keeping a zombie alive if it didn't have legs. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, a zombie without legs still has to crawl around on the ground, right? Well, oh, that's true. Yeah. So I guess it's not, I mean, if it was like a levitating zombie, like, you know, a hover zombie. <laughs> I think we just need to invent the kind of undead that's just eyes, a brain, lungs, heart, just all the internal organs, and then just it's got like just a guts dress. Maybe it's walking around on its guts, or maybe it's pogoing around on its butthole. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, hey, remember how we told you that your intestines, if you stretch them out, were like 30 yards long? Look how high I can jump. (laughs) Uh, do you need me to get you something off of that shelf? Uh, Boy, I, don't, I don't have any hands because uh, there aren't any organs in there. But I could maybe squish it between my lungs and bring it back to you. 
Attack Ferret says, Hi, Jick and Frotufts. Hick, Jiff, and Frotufts. I typically purchase items of the year, items of the month outright, and don't play them all. That being said, I've been hesitant to pull the trigger on buying any Batfellow comics because they read as consumables to me. I know you studied a bit of psychology in college, and psychology was my major. I'm well aware of what's at play, but nevertheless, I react emotionally as certain types of people might. That is to say, I feel more inclined to buy an item that I can reuse, either by starting a particular path, like with Ed's hat, or pulling and feel weird about spending money on a consumable that will just vanish with a click of the mouse. I mean, it's like a thousand clicks of the mouse, but... Also, it was explained to me that if you obtain and complete 20 Batfellow comics, you essentially get a weekly subscription to free Batfellow comics, which feels more like a normal item of the year to me. Granted, it's giving you consumables, but at least you receive recurring benefits as long as the item is considered standard. If this is correct, I'll go ahead and just spend what I normally would on an item of the year and effectively receive an equivalent amount of content. If all that is true, I wish I had realized this earlier. Yeah, I mean, I didn't tell anyone when we added that. I didn't, like, make an announcement about it. And I'm not, like against people finding out, but I don't actually think it's that important. I mean, this turned out to be a failed experiment. The goal of the experiment was not to, like, try to make more money than selling an item of the year. The goal of the experiment was to try to justify the amount of time that it took to make the item. Well, it's not a failed experiment. It's it's an experiment that the result, like, it's an experiment with a result, which is useful information, right? Like, that's, I think that's fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's difficult to justify the amount of time that those things take for either the amount of money that Batfellow is making or the amount of money that the Spelunky guy made. I think the I haven't I mean I won't know until the year is over but like my impression was that the Spelunky familiar probably returned like three times as much as Batfellow is going to yeah yeah something on that order yep which is interesting to Mm -hmm. to know but it's also possible that people will change that equation late in the year as things become as like as it's finished going to go out of the store right like I, you know i have no idea yeah i really don't either people um, might invest in it yeah it's weird you know the idea that you'll pay ten dollars for one kind of nothing but not one dollar for a different kind of nothing is you know it's real it's yeah i mean it's the the feeling of permanence is is definitely like I it's it's weird but I will probably pay a little bit more for a game on Steam than elsewhere because it has just become my de facto games library and like having everything centralized even though I can I could just add it myself right because you can add mm-hmm. external stuff to your library I, it it doesn't auto update the same way you know like it's just not tied into that system and like I don't know why I I do that, but it feels very real to me. Like they have definitely gotten their claws into my psyche. Phil says, hi, Sam. Re something you said last week. Which item of the month did CD Moyer make? Or is he making one now? I haven't really been keeping track of this. Thanks, Phil. Uh, this is CD Moyer's, like next month is CD Moyer's item. Um, it's basically done. Uh, everyone except me made the Witchess set. And then the foundry, the floundry was my month. 
Yeah. And then, yeah, it'll be C.D. Moyer. And then... Next month is me. And then next one is you. Okay. Yep. I've, got got, I've got an idea. Nice. And then the one after that is Riff. And yep. you've already been working on something for that. Yeah. I started out the... the Started hammering up the framework because it's kind of complex. We still have to... We still have to come... I have to, like, write up the the TPS report and figure out figure out where to put prizes and stuff like that but we have to figure out what TPS stands for in this hmm the best i came up with was tentative plan to spindle but it's not tentative and also the end result is not just spindling these things but implementing them um i am pay is so much easier for yeah some it really reason. is have you done the IM pay report? The uh, initial menu of properties exclusive to this item. <laughs> um, uh, new garden says noobness. Work sheds. Yeah, there's a work shed item that I made and they just didn't put anywhere. Ha ha. <laughs> I should really figure out where that thing should go. Uh, Hotel Don says, now that Jake has been fully indoctrinated into the world of California medical marijuana, you should make it so whenever the number 420 shows up in combat, a picture of a joint pot leaf or water pipe shows up next to it. No, <laughs> thank you. I did uh, edit the login page the other day so that if there are 420 players online, it shows up in green. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And somebody noticed it and sent. Uh... <laughs> wow. Yeah. It because I just logged. I I looked at it and I was like, "Oh, four hundred twenty players online. That's funny." And then I was just like, "Eh." <laughs> Those are the kinds of things that I love, and they are so hard to catch out in the wild. Green Jean says, "Jake, I just wanted to let you know that I used one of your explanations the other day. My daughter's friend had two hamsters. She went to feed them and found that one. She, she went to feed them and found one hamster and a skeleton of another. I told oh. her that maybe instead of being eaten, the hamster just had an extra skeleton in its pocket and dropped it as it was escaping. She was not as amused as I was. Thank you for infecting my soul with your podcasts. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. I don't know why skeleton she would be upset. You're geez. just giving her like a hopeful explanation. Also." Uh, how long had it been since the, the, the hamsters had been looked at such that there was already a skeleton waiting? Hmm. Yojimbo's Law says, would it be particularly difficult to make MP cost-reducing gear apply to skills cast outside of combat, even if the gear isn't equipped? You know, the way accordions, totems, saucepans, and the jewel-eyed wizard had effect buff duration? I'm fairly certain that mucking around with the bass clarinet has added at least an hour to... Sorry, the bass clarinet has added at least an hour to any day I've played with it, along with endless frustration when forgetting to equip it. Hell, I still have my equipment visible in my left pane, and I still forget to wear it when casting buffs. Yeah, I... It's complicated in that, like, we just have to look at everything in your inventory and then for each slot figure out, like, the best thing that you could equip in order to figure that out. I would maybe not have added, like, I don't think I've added that enchantment to a piece of gear in several years. It's been on stuff. There's, on like, annual sets and stuff. It's Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just it it comes up because it's just one of the vectors that I have for yeah trying to make things interesting. It, I I don't I don't love that 
just as a concept. The the combat one, the, like minus MP to combat skills, that's fine. Because that one you you feel okay having. You're to committing to uh, like this. This is what I'm doing with this, and it's not like I. All right, if I'm for whatever dumb reason I have to cast buffs after every fight, I don't have to go and like change into this outfit and do it. Um, I think if I had it to do over again, stuff that reduces the MP cost or increases the duration of buffs or whatever outside of combat would just be like pat like passive things like they would all just be things that you know if you have this in inventory your skills are cheaper mm. or if you have this installed in your campsite it's your skills are cheaper or whatever instead of putting that on gear um you know it wouldn't be impossible but it's not i think ever the thing that i would choose for us to spend our time doing so sorry that that sucks but an hour. That's a lot. Um, Just because of having to equip and unequip it before, like, isn't? Hmm. Yeah. Never mind. Fig food is good. Says I'm a little disappointed there isn't an avatar potion for tumbleweed by now. Just saying, tumbleweed. It might be too big. Yeah, I was thinking about that though. We're not like really constrict. Like we could totally figure out a way to allow a large a wider than 60 pixel avatar image to exist in That's, the that was my name. number one uh constraint prior yeah. to prior to that sentence you just said so yeah you know we, like I, I mean I, yes it is not beyond us <laughs> but uh I, would we go back and then add potions to everything else? Yeah, we could. Or maybe if we did that, we would change it so that nothing was potions anymore. Oh, so the avatar potions weren't potions, potions anymore? Yeah, it would be cool to figure out a way to, to do that. Somersalter says, I logged in when there were 420 players logged in, and the 420 was in green. How long has that been there? I think probably since the day that you sent this question, which was on 422. Um Robot Porn says, favorite new to you podcasts? Mm. Oh, huh. Uh, I recently went on a Reply All binge. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what I, that one is. It's one of the Gimlet Media podcasts. Hmm. There are a lot of times where that podcast makes me feel very old. Really? When, when things that they just take as writ are like sympathetic attributes of people that they're interviewing that to me just make me feel like, like shut the fuck up, you whining baby. What what can you like, give me an example? Not exactly. Like they they just the way that they talk to people where it's like uh, I don't know, man. It like they'll interview people and it's like, oh yeah, somebody was mean to me. Oh, that must have been so terrible. Like come on. Huh. They just like talk to everybody like you would talk to a child. I really like their yes, yes, no. Oh, segments. yeah, that's super, super good. It's my favorite. Thing. I the, the reason that I like that is because that so they, they just do a thing where they like find something on the Internet and they they find something on the Internet that they believe that two of the three of them understand and the third one does not. And then they just talk about it and investigate it and they describe like it's usually just like some Twitter joke or whatever. The reason that I like that segment is because that makes me feel like I am tuned in because I always understand them. Hmm. Hmm. There's never been one that I didn't get it. Oh, wow, really? Uh, like, I don't think so. 
even the, the Adam West one. The Adam yeah. West one. <laughs> that, but that one, like, no one got that. Sure. Like, that was a no, no, no. Because uh, uh, it kind of had to be in his head, yeah. which is great. Uh, yeah, I was going to say the, the startup, the, like the podcast that that was the first one that Gimlet Media made is is pretty good. If you are, especially if you're like in a independent business or doing your own sort of business stuff. Uh, I've not listened to their other podcasts, but that whole, that whole sort of like podcast company is good. If you're looking for new stuff. One podcast that I don't know that I've ever mentioned is one called very bad wizards, which is just this, these two college professors, one of psychology and one of philosophy, just sort of talking about contemporary problems in philosophy and ethics and psychology and ethics. Um, and it's good. They're just like really sarcastic. No, it's not actually about wizards. No, it is not about That's wizards. Disappointing. Yeah. I uh, I listened to the Illusionist. That's, That's the one about words. Helen Saltzman talking about words. It's okay. I've been listening the hell out of uh, the McElroy's uh, Adventure Zone podcast. I tried the first one and bounced off of it hard. It takes a couple episodes before they really start to get into the flow of it, and Griffin starts writing his own stuff instead of playing the introductory module out of the book. Uh, what it is is the the three McElroy brothers, who, for my money, are some of the funniest dudes on the internet right now, and their dad playing Dungeons & Dragons, uh, and none of them have ever really played Dungeons & Dragons before. But it, they've, after like the first half dozen episodes, they've started really getting into it, and the stories have been really interesting and funny. But yeah, that's pretty much all that I've listened to new. I mean, I'm still listening to a bunch of duck feed stuff and so on. I don't have my phone on me, which is, I realize, going to make it hard for me to tell when Jim texts us when he's gone. <laughs> Um, it's true because he only texts me. Uh, I mean, the Giant Beast cast is good. If you oh, like yeah, the Giant yeah, Bombcast, really um, especially because yeah, because Vinny's not on the Bombcast anymore. He's on the Beast cast, right? Yeah, Vinny was my fa- always my favorite on there. So I'm happy to switch over. Although I just I haven't been listening to those sorts of game game news podcasts in a long time, just because of all the other stuff I'm listening to. Trying to think what else is in my uh, feed that I wouldn't have talked about. Zachtronics podcast. Yeah, they just did a new episode. Yeah, I didn't listen to it. I have not heard it yet either. The newest one. If you listen to the first episode of the Zachtronics podcast, you'll hear me and hot stuff. Yeah, getting yelled at about not using source control for KOL. Yep. <laughs> Hello, Jake Griffin Hot Stuff, says Mantheon. The Department of Shadowy Arts and Craft Store only sells three items, and at least two of them are of questionable use. Could you add some stuff to the Shadowy Store so it doesn't stand out so much from the other guild stores? Those are all really old and weird, and all of their stuff is of limited use. Like, there were a few things that were put in there as kind of stopgap measures to very early Ascension pain points. Oh, huh. Like, medicinal herbs, medicinal herbs. Like... A spleen item that restores all your hit points is, like, not something that anyone would use now, but at the time, it was a thing that was important to people and, like, was used in speed play. Um, hmm. 
the alarm clock, the like initiative boost that you can get in there was a thing that was added because it was like, hey, what if you just gave us an expensive initiative potion in there? Like that would make some weird thing that I don't remember and probably <laughs> didn't understand at the time when I did remember it uh, slightly easier. Um, but yeah, they're <laughs> the alarm clock that goes off right before you're about to have a fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta get there a little early. Hush says, why is the hot dog stand not in the upstairs? I just forgot that it went out of standard. Robot Porn says, you can't do the C in Class Act 2. Change, please. What other non-Avatar paths are landlocked? All paths are landlocked by default until I opt them out of it, because I got tired of that problem happening all the time. Did you intentionally opt a wall in? Because it it is in, and there's and all there's sorts all of sorts of stuff. fucked up things. So I think it is possible that the way that I locked quote unquote all paths out was by just typing an array of path or class numbers oh, that, inst- that just, just went out. Like surely we won't ever get that far, <laughs> uh, and then I need to extend that further. What would be funny is if like. Bean slingers and snake oilers oh, right. could go into the sea, but but uh, snail punchers could <laughs> snail. <laughs> That's for the sequel. The tiny west, the tiny west of loathing, where you're you do the same thing, but it's all like <laughs> on the scale of like one ranch. Riso says, have you ever considered an avatar of Frank challenge path? There's not quite a lot we know about him, or there's not quite a lot about him that we know, but there's a lot of potential. He knows a lot about the outside, despite just being the skull of the man that he was, so he must have adventured outside like we have. He's aware that the sorceress has been destroying adventurers left and right, which he tells us when we encounter him for the first time in the tower, but we only access where he is after falling into a trap and being dragged by a crony of the sorceress to be there. Uh, but unlike the other adventurers that were left there and wasted away, only his head stayed alive and cognizant. We're also <laughs> the only character to notice him, so he must have been the last adventurer to meet this demise by the hands of the naughty sorceress. A path of Frank challenge path could provide some backstory to Frank. <coughs> ah. <coughs> Pardon me. Maybe being picked up by the adventurer could be part of the adventure. Maybe the naughty sorcerer's fight doesn't have to be the end. He is, after all, aware of the shadiness of the council, so the council could be the final boss. Do you think Frank... So I think Frank is a really underrated character and a possible candidate for an Avatar challenge path. Please let us know what you think. Thanks for reading. See, the fact that you know little enough about Frank that you spun this whole thing out in your head is, I think, what makes Frank a good character as he is and that he, we don't need to actually dispel any of that mystery. I also just heard the doorbell ring, which leads me to believe that maybe Jim is here. That's entirely possible. Uh, I, why don't I go check it while you continue to read a question or two? Okay. We'll do another, do another question or two and then we'll, and then we'll head off. Um, so yeah, I mean, wh- while I'm really glad that Frank is an effective enough character that you want that, I think that giving it to you would actually diminish the sort of that would diminish the value of that character from a storytelling perspective which is like never a thing that i think but in this case i do frank is pretty cool i think frank is a cool guy he gives advice and doesn't afraid of anything (laughs) it's not much not much that a skull needs to be afraid of i guess and that's true like every, every mirror is a memento mori yeah are skulls afraid of hamlets? Huh. Like really small towns? Yeah, right. 
Cuddle Cactus says, I had a discussion with Newbie Chat, and apparently there are no muffins in KOL. There are cupcakes, but no muffins. Something reference muffins, like Sneaky Pete's insult skill, but no food item muffins. Why is this? Are you anti-muffin, or is this just a coincidence? You know, I, d- I don't like... I am anti-muffin. Really? Yeah, I don't like them at all. I mean, I would, I would always take a bagel first, if given the choice, but... I mean, I'll eat a muffin if muffins are what's here. I would always have a donut instead of a muffin. I would always have a bagel instead of a muffin. Like, I would just never choose to eat a muffin. Oh, I thought if, you were going to say you would never choose to eat a, f- a food without a hole in it. Oh, no. Hold <laughs> on. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. Right. I just, like, muffins seem to me to be like, well, if I eat that, I'll get fat and it won't taste very good. Because all the calories are still there because it has, it still has its yeah, it middle. Yeah, a hole in it. Like, that's the thing. Like, I know if I eat a million donuts, I'm going to get fat, but I like, like, donuts are good. But I like that kind of fat. <laughs> well, and if I eat bagels, like, bagels are just, like, bread, like, staff of life stuff. Muffins, it's like... Well, I don't know. Like, maybe I'll just eat a sh- shitty kind of sweet cake. And apparently, this is breakfast. Uh, I'll just. I eat mean, an if egg. Fruit Loops are breakfast, then <laughs> yeah, but they're not. Fruit Loops are breakfast for children, right? That's... Also, have no calories. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. They right. Them, them, and Cheer- them and Cheerios. <laughs> Man, day one of Zapcon, I ate five donuts. <laughs> wow. Dunkin' Donuts donuts are so easy to eat. They're like, they're just. Are they the good cakey kind? No, 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 no. no. The glazed donuts. The the cakey kind are not good. Oh, you're wrong. Cake cake donuts are basically just like a more convenient shitty muffin. You've. I'm glad you moved to Portland, Riff, because there are a bunch of like not great donut options for you. Yeah, there are a lot of places that we would never ever go again because they don't have just like a normal ass glazed donut that you would probably love. Have you been to Voodoo Donut? No, but because I'm trying to not eat a ton of carbs and shit, oh. which bums me out because I love fucking bread now. <laughs> it's like I There's... never realized how much I enjoy just a goddamn sandwich. You'd also probably I love Blue Star. Bread. Yeah. Yeah, if you do go to Voodoo Donut, I've, there's one that has a really gross name that is about gay sex. I don't remember it exactly. Oh, but is that the one with Fruit Loops on it, actually? Yeah, yeah it is. We, yeah. Had, we had one at, at XOXO. <laughs> Oh, right, right. I forgot that you went there that time. Yeah. yeah, you were there. You were there when I discovered this. What is it called, though? I don't remember. It, it was definitely like some just crass gay sex joke, right? Something about cock rings? You're going to look it up. Oh, I feel God. like it no, wasn't was... that blatant. Oh, well, I don't okay. think. Should we, uh, should we take a break for dinner yeah let's and then we'll come back with some video games hot dog guys uh, i've had a i've had a great time recording this episode of the, of, uh, of the kingdom of loathing podcast with you and i hope we do it again in a week yeah yeah let's do that listeners man i hope you come back and you know tell a friend give us a rating on itunes whatever that'd be Can't cool hurt. sure <laughs> by next time we'll have an item of the month to talk about um yeah by the time after that we'll probably have some cool wool news not actually going to refer to West of Loathing as Wool. <laughs> That's good. All right. I'm going to put this iPad back on the charger and maybe eat a pizza or sushi. Cool. Bye, everyone. Good night, everybody. Have a great week, everybody.